Good morning, everyone. Welcome to yet another Wednesday episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. If you haven't heard by now, Wednesdays are a little bit different. They're a little bit special. Today, I have a returning guest, Kiana, um, from Words and Music on the Poet Connections page and also from the Come As You Are show. And we are doing a random questions episode. So everything here is off the cuff, is just for fun, and it's just to bring a little extra light into your day. The only planned questions are these first two. But first, how are you today? I'm good. I'm glad to be here, Madison, especially on this spontaneous Wednesday episode. <clears throat> I'm excited to have you, and I'm very glad you're one of the first guests that signed up for this. Um, <laughs> very glad. One of the, the first experiments. <laughs> So the planned question that I have is, I know that we have a similar work history, and I know that everyone who has had this job has a favorite drink. What is yours? My favorite drink um, from my day. It doesn't still have to be on the menu, because I know we worked at different times. Yeah, my favorite work from that that green coffee shop <laughs> would be the matcha latte. I love okay. the green latte. I love to, I actually... First started drinking matcha at Starbucks, and ever since then I started working it into different kinds of recipes. Um, now I drink it with um, there's um it's layered superfood. It's um, a pre-combined mix of lots of really great supplements and minerals and matcha. So it's like a vitamin supplement with matcha, and you just <clears throat> water and it's lovely and I got started with matcha in Starbucks and it was great because I was really I was a college student um back then I was pre-dental before I did some career switching um fair enough switching so I was definitely studying chemistry like hours on end so I was definitely looking for another kind of drink besides caffeine to um mix it up and also I was really interested in all the health benefits of matcha the good for the immune system it's more of like a slow release mm-hmm. of caffeine so you kind of get that energy boost a little bit uh throughout a longer period of time which is really great for me uh because I don't like chai to feel is similar mm-hmm. chai is also lovely I always have chai especially the the Tazo brand I love yep. that brand <laughs> um I know again different times did you ever try the matcha with the boys of berry syrup you know, that I need to try. It, we don't have the syrup anymore. The syrup would have been your time. It wasn't? <laughs> it would there. have been when you were working, but they got rid of it a couple years uh, before I started. Gotcha. I also heard that about the blueberry syrup too. So maybe they were part of the same way. They might have been. Yeah, you know, blue foods, I feel like they look pretty, but some people are very averse to them. I have a friend who is like anti-blue food. She won't eat it. If it's I have a friend who's anti-orange food, so I hear you. Uh, um, Since we're talking about colors, if you were a sticker and you were one primary color, what would you be shaped like and what color would you be? Oh, wow. If I was a sticker, I think I would be like one of those um, prismatic stickers where... um, the Pokemon cards that were sort of holographic when you t- tilt the card, the light catches them differently. You see a different shade of color. I think I would be like a blue, um, hmm, maybe like blue heart shape that has the prismatic aspect. 
Um, and the puffy stickers. When I was little, I used to love the puffy stickers. That texture was great. <laughs> um, if you were specifically a puffy sticker and you had to be a character, who would you be? SpongeBob, of course. I like this, I like this. Uh, earlier, you mentioned having some soup with you. What kind of soup is it? Yes, I have, it's a tomato lasagna soup. It Ooh. has wavy lasagna noodles in like a tomato basil base. And I chopped up some chives and I added a sweet potato. It's like Ooh. A meal. It's very- That nice. sounds wonderful. If you had to give up one flavor of soup for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, give up a flavor of soup. I know there's too many good choices. Why would you give one up? But if for this purpose, you have to. <laughs> for this purpose? Okay, I might, I might have to give up the fan favorite chicken noodle. I'm, I'm with you there. I, I like the, the soups that have um, a little more texture. When chicken noodle soup, like when the broth is a little too runny, I'm not a fan. I like the, the soup that has a lot more body and texture. Also more herbs. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. If you were your favorite book character, but you were in the scene or setting world of another character, another book, what would your combination be? Mm. Wow. This I feel like you know sometimes like those dreams you have at night, you don't remember them. And you're kind of like, what did I dream about last night? I feel like these are the kinds of dreams I have. I'm glad <laughs> you asked this question because um, I um, I love books, I love to read, and I write short stories along with poems. So I definitely have to talk about that later. Uh, but yeah. please continue. <laughs> fiction really internalize it a lot and I feel like um the stories really stay with me like as I'm living my life I'll feel like oh I wonder how you know this character would react to this situation I'm in now and I I always have like another track going in my mind my favorite book is one of those ones that has like six stories going on at once and so I'll do that sometimes with like my life and those characters and so I get you I really do yeah. um and it's yeah. probably the best book on the planet. So I will continue to, to say that. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I, if I would choose a character, I would choose Santiago from Paolo Coelho's The Alchemist. Okay. Okay. And what world would you be in? And what world would I be in? Preferably not something by the same author, but I didn't say that. So that's sure. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take Santiago out of the desert. Let's take him out of the desert. And let's, um, let's drop Santiago into a very different situation. Like maybe the Gossip Girl series. <laughs> yes! I read all of the Gossip Girls books back in the day. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, he found his personal legend out in the desert. Um, and he also found some romance. Um, yeah, yeah. If we drop him into the Upper West Side of Manhattan, like, I wonder what would happen. <laughs> I want to read that now. Um, <laughs> okay, so since you're a big reader like me, which I, I suspected, but I wasn't sure of, now I'm sure. If you had to pick a book to go on the banned books list, which is not something I believe in, I want to be clear, but if you had to pick a book for the list, what would it be and why? 
a book I, okay. a book for the band book list i would choose the novel that i was writing in high school <laughs> that's a good enough reason we will stick there if you want um, no one needs okay. to read if there was a book on the band books list that you wanted to advocate for its removal what would that book be and it's a long list so if you're thinking it's on there it probably is oh, <laughs> you don't have to fact check <laughs> you know i know that a wrinkle in time was on the band's book list it spends mm -hmm. a long time on there i think it still is yeah because i gifted it to my niece and she got in trouble for reading it at school oh gosh that's, yeah that's, that's stressful um I think <laughs> there's a lot of wealth in that story because Meg the main character is in a real pinch that mm -hmm. I, I think is really um it's relatable to so many readers of all ages and especially that middle school adolescent yep. reason. She, she's struggling to she's struggling to have, find that self-love um the social situations at school are pretty rough because she's got a lot of anger and she's not sure what to do, to with, do it. with it yep Please, anger so i feel like and um, her family situation being surrounded by brothers can't be easy when you're in such a weird situation to begin with yeah i agree because a lot of the characters her peers in school had a lot of comments about her behavior and gender stereotypes and, mm -hmm. and gender norms and i think that's something that still being explored today even even more um more articulately vocalized today so i think there's a lot of wealth in that book a lot of great discussion topics too absolutely what is the best book to movie you can think of book to movie book to movie hmm it can either be because it's the most accurate or the most entertaining, whatever you want to do. I think Christopher Nolan's Interstellar was really cool. Okay. okay. I, I think that was a book before it was a movie. It was, but very short-lived. It The movie came out so close to the book's release. It's kind of funny. I thought that was really cool. I really liked their, um, their exploration of like the fourth dimension. I thought that was really trippy and mm -hmm. the time travel aspect i'm always a big fan of time travel so i thought it was a really cool experience mm -hmm. to see the movie okay what is the worst book to movie adaptation that you can think of or the one that upsets you the most whatever you want to do <laughs> the one that upsets me wow yeah i'm i'm much i'm much more of a, a book fan i'm more of a reader than in a movie I think I think in part because when when you sit down and read a book it's it's a, it's actually more intimate yeah really intimate like it's happening in your mind mm -hmm. and you kind of get there's sort of an energy <clears throat> transaction and not to say there isn't with movies but I think that when you're reading it it's um it's almost like analog versus digital yes. there's something more it, um natural and immediate about the words being taken in by your eyes and processed by the brain <laughs> and i like that so much so actually oftentimes when i see a movie good yeah sorry i was trying not to interrupt you it's fine when i see a movie i definitely am missing that aspect of it so i kind of feel like 
whenever I'm asked for book to movie, I always default to the movie. I mean, to the book. Just well, that's fair. Color, because I think Christopher Nolan's a really great director, and I think that was like a really great experience. But usually, I always prefer the books for that analog experience. Okay. If you um, can think of any authors, like for example, for me, I'm thinking of Johnny Cash. He wrote music, he wrote poetry, and he actually dabbled in short stories, um, which is amazing to me. And I'm not actually his biggest fan, but to know this and to read all of them was really interesting. Who is your favorite um, cross genre author or who do you think is the most versatile person in your library? Versatile person in my library. Definitely contemporary. And I would say Elaine Welteroth, the journalist okay. on the talk. She has a master class now. She has done a lot of groundbreaking, soul-stirring writing in fashion journalism, in her memoir, More Than Enough. Um, she's written in Architectural Digest. She did a story mm -hmm. on Serena Williams' home. And I really appreciate her writing. It's very crystal clear. Um, she pays a lot of attention to details and she really wants to deliver the images. Yep. And when the courage and vulnerability to write more than enough, using her own growing up, coming of age stories, and even like adulting stories. Mm -hmm to share some of the lessons that she's learned along her journey in life and also the questions that she's asking. Wow, it really came to me at a really great time because it definitely helped me to expect more. Like I, I, I asked for a promotion at work and I got it. And, and it was literally, I was on the treadmill listening to the chapter where she talked about advocating for yourself and and, and asking for what you think you deserve. Because if you don't ask for it, people like A, don't realize that you want that. Yeah. Or B, they're just going to get away with, you know, not get away with um, doing the bare minimum and just mm -hmm. not breaking the status quo. Yep. And I was on the treadmill listening to how she was advocating for herself and the times where she really took her, her career to the next level by doing so. I was like, I need to do me some of that. So. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I advocated for myself and I definitely boosted um, my career by doing that. So I feel like Elaine Walteroff, I'm a fan. She just came out with a master class. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. She's someone who whatever genre she's in, it's, it's gonna, it, she has a great energy and a great light to share. So I'm here for it. Okay, I like that answer. Um, I wasn't going to ask this, but now I am. Have you ever heard of the app Level Up Life? level of life it's a level up life so like if you're playing a game it's your xp score yeah um have you heard of the app no this is my first time okay so say a more about it yes i'm going to it is basically a gamification journal and you get experience points for brushing your teeth, uh, going to work, walking to work, uh, planting trees, like whatever you're doing to better yourself, but also your environment. And it's really freaking cool. But also um, it has a reading section and the reading section is half classics and half modern magic pieces. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, so whoever the, the developers are, they are on their shit and they are up to date. 
And I can, every time I get a new level, I get one new classic that it recommends and one new modern book. And I think that's so cool. Um, and I like it for other reasons, but the reading, I, I would have it just for the reading if I didn't need it for the other stuff. <laughs> wow, that is so intriguing. And it's I free. How... Like, it's so much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, I love how they've gamified everyday tasks. It reminds me of The Sims. Have you played The Sims? Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember actually being, my, my time when I was dealing with depression, I, um, I was playing Sims as a way to just like cool down and hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really interesting to see how they had gamified life, right? Yep. Like they, you were the character, the avatar. I never made myself. I would just make the characters from my novels and from my yep. short stories. I would manifest them on Sims. And it was really interesting to see how you know, they're gamifying life. Like they, they, whenever they would read more, their skill would go up. They yep. would cook more, their skill would go up um, with their relationships. You know, you spend time with someone, um, mm -hmm. it, it goes up. And you talk I, to them or you walk past them. Yep. Yeah. And it, it I had a sim that was ambitious. And <laughs> I remember she was, her stress level was getting towards the red or it was getting very uncomfortable. Um, and the, the reason why was because she, she needed more, she needed to set higher goals and she needed more progress. And that was actually a moment where I started to reflect on my own life. And mm -hmm. I was like, maybe, maybe I could use more of a challenge. Maybe I <laughs> challenge myself to grow a little more. So it was cool because I think that's really helpful. Like sometimes we take things for granted in life and we don't realize which areas of our life need mm -hmm. a little more nourishing. So when they're gamifying it on Sims or on this app, level up life um I think that's really cool because whether it's just for fun or or it can even have like an insightful moment like Sims had for me <laughs> kind of reflect on your life and be like hey like what which part of my life needs a little more nourishing I think that's awesome that it I didn't make that connection and I played Sims um I also think that's just cool in general that different perspective. Um, thank you so much for sharing. We're gonna pause here to talk about today's sponsor and then return with the conversation. Okay. As we come back, I have a question that I shouldn't ask, but I'm gonna ask anyway. How do you feel about Zoom Lady? Zoom Lady? <laughs> I, think, I think she's definitely got a difficult job. I mean, <laughs> how many people are on Zoom every every moment every day across the world like <clears throat> is the job that I don't want to have she's always got to be waiting there waiting for you to hit that button and then she's got to perform as soon as that button so yep yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I have to ask because we keep mentioning zoom lady and she never makes it in the recording because she's telling you that we're recording so of course she wouldn't be there and people think I'm crazy but zoom lady is there <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> if you could only write with one color from now till the end of your days what would it be and do you have a preferred brand <clears throat> I like the blue pens I like those um especially like a darker royal blue okay for a brand I guess papermate or okay Bic. Those are the brands I usually buy. You know why? Because I'm a teacher and I always give out my pens to the children. Yep. Sometimes I, many times I don't get them 
back. Love the I hear you. I, I share Sharpies at work and I never see them again. And I oh, even like do yeah. washi tape and stuff like that. So people are like, oh, hey, I'll remember to give this to Maddie. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sometimes pe- I remember um, we were doing like different colored pens yep. and someone did a run to CVS and we got all these pretty um, Sharpies and some of them weren't writing. Oh, the- no. So we were just trying to like write and the for some reason the the felt tip wasn't sticking and it was just very light i remember other times where all our sharpies died and we had to like write in pen and it only worked on the hot cups yep and i worked with somebody who would write very very small and yes. I, in my memory he wrote hot chocolate like hc inside the box in a pen like that very bottom box yeah i was like how do you do it like that is- <laughs> Um, I'm mad because we have the sticker sticker labeler, but I was one of those people that would write notes on cups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'll go to do that. And everybody's like, what are you doing? Just give me the cup. And I'm like, but it's still six drinks away. Give me a second. And they're like, no, give me the cup. <laughs> yeah. But I will I'll write notes to like my favorite customers or just to say hi or whatever. Um, also yeah. my store has terrible customer engagement. I didn't amount, announce that, but I did. And so it's something that I can do that makes a difference. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it makes it feel a little more community oriented, a little less transactional. I remember we would have customers who would get extra, extra, extra caramel on their macchiatos and we would joke around with them and just write like EX for extra, just times 10, like write it all. (laughs) And it was like, it was funny. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely the one of the the pros, the benefits of writing with the marker as opposed to the label maker. So I hear you. Also, the labels don't stick, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you heard about some of the new things coming with Starbucks and with other companies, drinks, food, etc. Is there anything you are super excited to try or to hear about? Hmm. Well, you have, I think <clears throat> I've been on the outside of, of Starbucks for a few years. Um, There's a lot of new stuff coming to regular fast food too. So I don't know if that would be a better way to go. Um, maybe you've heard about it or maybe you're waiting to experience. What's coming to Starbucks? Um, there's a apple something. There's a new take on pumpkin. Um, there's a bunch of new fall pastries. So pretty much if you can imagine it, there's some version of it. I like that. I like the fall pastries. And... There's something else that I'm blanking on. Um, but for another example, Dunkin' Donuts is doing a watermelon refresher and a new hibiscus refresher. Uh, if that doesn't make you laugh, I don't know what will. Um, <laughs> there's a, I don't know if you're a fan, but there's a new food item coming to Jack in the Box that's making waves. And it's like this pepper jack melt thing. Um, I love Pepper Jack and that sounds really good. It does sound really good. I just don't remember what they call it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was in the media because there was a ton that inspired this question. Oh, Smart Water is now doing flavored waters and flavored water like, like the Mio's and stuff. Yeah. Um, and there you have like 30 flavors that are coming out. Um, Lay's is doing their flavor competition, like where you guys recommend flavors and then people go vote on them. I've entered Um, that. I've okay. entered that contest. What did I do? 
I think I tried to do like a, a taco flavor or a burrito flavor. And I remember okay. trying boxes for like guacamole, cilantro. Yep. Um, I all those boxes. I think that time around there was, um, I think the bacon one, the bacon one, or if there was a beer one, yep. I remember those were around the time that I entered the contest. And the year before, if I remember correctly, there were chicken and waffles. Um, and the only reason I know is because um, I lived in the South and that was a big deal. Um, but also I was at my best friend's house and we made a movie run, movie snack run. And we saw them. And I think my friend bought out the whole store's worth of chicken and waffles. Later, and I will never forget this. Yeah. You <laughs> like we all had our arms like filled with bags of stupid ways. Um, I love it. Yeah. That's one of those things you just can't pass it up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you could make a new flavor combination now, what would it be? For Lace? Yeah. Um, hmm. I really like Asiago cheese. Oh, okay. So I was there at Starbucks when we had the Asiago pretzel. Uh, I believe that was a little short-lived, but... Very I short-lived. Was, I was a fan. And I think... Hmm. I'm thinking cheese... But I think I'm going to switch it and I'm going to do um, maybe like basil, tomato basil. Okay. Almost like a pizza. Almost okay. like a pizza. Have you ever had the pizza, what are they called? Pringles. Yeah. Yeah. The pizza Pringles. I've had the, the pizza goldfish. The yes. Yeah. crackers. That yep. was my childhood. Eating the pizza flavored fishy crackers yep yep uh if you want to skip the original fast food question we can or if you want to think on it we can come back to it um fast food question was that the new things yeah um you know i actually cook more i cook more than ate fast food so i am not really up on the trends I'm, i'm learning a lot from this podcast especially that jack in the box like i'm from new york city and like I think this is my first time hearing of Jack in the Box. Oh, maybe, okay. Maybe they're in Jersey. Maybe I, I forget what's regional and what's not, but also like okay. because I work at Starbucks, we have the radio on. And for some reason, they're playing other people's ads, even though we have Spotify. Please explain this to me. Um, so I keep hearing about like all these things that are local. Yeah. When I was there, we got Spotify for free. Yeah, we still do. Oh, so shouldn't it be ad ad free? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But because it's Starbucks Spotify, I guess they could add the ads to the playlist question mark. Question mark. Interesting. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But I do want to find a Jack in the Box now because I like the the name. The names are catchy and I really like Pepper Jack. So melted Pepper Jack's good. Fair, fair, fair. Um, since you mentioned you like to cook more, do you have a favorite or go-to recipe? Yeah, I just learned how to make baklava, and that was a really Ooh. fun experience. Do you do traditional? Is it pistachio and honey, or is it something else? I did something else. I did chocolate hazelnut and honey. Okay, okay. It was delightful. It tasted like a fire roasted campfire s'mores, just Nutella version. You should try if you're brave. Um, you could do matcha, honey, and lavender. And it gives it more of like a Japanese twist, but it's a really good mix. 
I like that. That sounds like a really just be careful with the lavender. If you don't know when uh, home cooks do it, they actually give themselves poisoning sometimes. So <laughs> be careful. Yeah, thank you for that update. I haven't cooked with lavender, um, but I like that floral. It's very interesting. I've been to there's um across from the Gershwin Theater in in New York. Uh, they have this. At least when I went to see Wicked a few years ago, it was there. A really lovely uh, bakery. It's a Japanese and French. Fusion. Okay. Yeah. They have lots of really pretty pastries. Very meticulous design mm -hmm. and lots of uses of matcha. Yeah. Matcha cream puff. They're big on the matcha cream puff. Mm -hmm. Matcha cheesecake. Yep. After seeing Wicked, like you just want green everything. So. Yep. I'm sure they corresponded that. I mean, matcha is popular, but I'm sure they pushed like what was in the window to have that color. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Really, really great. Great, great marketing. <laughs> um, what is the most in ambitious thing you've cooked or baked for yourself? The most ambitious thing. <clears throat> okay, so the most ambitious, I think, would be the baklava because there were layers and yep. layers, layers of filo dough. And I made a, I made a- You did buy the filo dough, dough, right? You didn't make it. Okay. I was like, whoa. So it was frozen. Um, it was during the school year where like, you kind of really don't have time to breathe, let yeah. alone time to make baklava. So definitely the frozen route was a lifesaver. And yeah, just, it's um really lovely consistency. Mm -hmm. You be very gentle with it. Yep. And- we, my sister and I made it together. So we made like a, a time-lapse video of the whole process of making the baklava. And it was really great because you could see the layers upon layers and the, the brush with the butter, mm -hmm. uh, the dough and mm -hmm. uh, layering on all the goods, all the, the, the roasted yep. uh, hazelnuts and chocolate chips. Yeah, it was definitely ambitious because it took a long time. Yep. And it was worth it. It was so good. I brought it to work and I just kept sharing it. I was like, hey, do you want baklava? They're like, Oh yes, please. I just pop it out of my backpack. <laughs> I pre-wrapped like little paper bowls with baklava and a little fork. Like I was so excited to gift my colleagues with this baklava. That's awesome. As we draw to an end of this episode, what is something near and dear to your heart that doesn't get enough light, love, or attention? Gosh. Um, and what can we do to change that? I think, I think in the poetry community, I went to a live read today. And not saying that they, I mean, poetry is a lovely, uh, smaller community. A lot of us know each other, which is great because you know what, as long as we're enjoying our time in the poetry community, it's really all that matters. Uh, but I would love to see more people join. Like I, I went to a live read today and um, it was Cynical Insomniac and okay. PPP, the Pretty Provocative Poet. And just, they're just both so sweet. It's a live read, uh, a room read, and anyone who joins, just DM them a piece and they'll read it. Okay. That's really great. I forget how many people were there in total, um, but, you know, it was a really great, authentic, genuine experience. And I would love to see, you know, more people join the poetry community to get a taste of that. Just a place where you can, you're welcome to be yourself. You're welcome to share and 
there's plenty of room to grow because with prompts and lives, there's Mm -hmm. plenty of room to try something new and see where it takes you creatively. And not that this episode was about you the way the other one was, but if people wanted to find you, support you, or help your cause, um, what are the best ways to do so? Sure. If you would like a phone read on our show, Words and Music, on Mondays on Poet Connection, tag hashtag Poet Connection in your post on Instagram, and we'd love to read your poem. I'm kmusic1318 on Instagram, and I'd like to connect and see your poetry, do musical poems and I also do text poems and yeah I'd love to see more people join the poetry community I am with you there it would be fun to continue to see it grow thank you so much for joining me on today's very special episode of the learning to fly podcast thank you for tuning in and as always we'll see you again tomorrow